songs. Hey everyone, welcome to Why Mommy Drinks. This is Betsy Stover. And this episode, I am joined by my uh, guest co-host. You know her. She's a writer. She's an actor. It's Jessica Eason. Hello. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. Yay. I'm so happy that you are here. <laughs> uh, thank you for coming on the show. And uh, and we also are joined by, she's a stand-up comedian. She's an actress. She's a serial business owner. Mm-hmm. Her name is Tiffany Burke. Hello. Hello. Hey, you guys. Yay. Oh, <sighs> broadcasting from the state of Georgia, which is exciting. Is it? Is it really, though? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just keep it honest. <laughs> 2020 no longer allows for the bullshit. <laughs> I love it. I agree. This place, you know, I'm just, no, no, we're not. <laughs> we're not in the land. We're in the land of nonsense is where I am. Last night was the very first presidential debate. So the three of us are all a little punchy. Uh, you know that we don't get into politics on this show, but we may touch upon some things. Just a tad. Uh, just, a, just, tap a, it. just a patch. Just a snare. <laughs> just a little tip tap. Yep. Chip tap. Chip tap. Just the tip. Just the tip. I just, just the tap or just the tip? Because I, I, <laughs> once you get the tip, you got to slide it all the way. That's a joke. Like, it never Girl. works that way. 2020 there is nothing just the tip about 2020 that is so true it is full on it's, it's in your face it's all of it it's they're sweaty they're stinky yep. it is whole hog sweating on your face it's pretty it much. is money shot 2020 yep. yep i would agree it might it might even be considered like what's that when when it's hot carl no what's a, what's a hot carl i don't know that one I think it's when some. I think it, okay, everyone. Who, anyone who has kids in the car, you probably want to like um, skip ahead. A hot Carl, I think, is when someone shits on your chest. Ooh, mm. damn. Yeah. Ooh. I was like on bukkake, but <laughs> that was just multiple ones. I love. Face, I but. love that. It, we are three minutes and ten seconds into the show, and this is where we're at. I love it. Me too. Hey. It's so 2020. Welcome to Carolina, where the players play. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Mm, mm. So that we. So we. Uh, so I have three kids. They are all boys. Um, mm. Ten, eight, and four. Jessica, what you got? I like Tiffany. Went. Ooh. Um, <laughs> I have two boys. They are seven and a half and three and a half. I have two boys. They are 16 and 7. All right. It's a boy. It is boy town today. I like it. Yeah, it's a yeah. sausage party. It's definitely a sausage party. <laughs> sausages. I think maybe we like sausages too much and we were punished with them later. <laughs> Jessica, I was just wondering, is your youngest... Uh, out of diapers yet? Are you? Oh, are girl, you in the no. Land? no. Why would I be oh, in the? Pro- why would that happen in 2020? No, he is out of diapers during the day, right, but at night, something. I keep. We're almost there. I keep being like, at night, can we? Can we just try it? And last night or two nights ago, he actually got up and pulled his own diaper down. Well, he asked my husband to help him, and he peed in the toilet and then went back to sleep. And I think he got through the night, but he doesn't want to poop in the toilet. That's his no. thing. 
That you know what I'm gonna be. I I had the same thing with okay. both of my kids. They I don't know what it is about pooping, sitting on the pot and pooping right. on the pot freaks them out. Yes, I. That's what's happening with my little one. I think he's a, afraid. But I was like, I get it though. Because think about it. <laughs> go like, on. Yeah, go up. Why? Why do you get it? it you're trying to dump this huge load of whatever. <laughs> It could pop back up at you. I don't know. Like my, you know what? What if it touches me? Like they don't know any better. Like in my mind, I would be thinking the same thing. What if it but touches if you're me? But if you a diaper, it definitely touches you. Exactly. And maybe they're maybe he's scared because he doesn't like the way it feels when it's already on him. I know that with kids, there's definitely some sort of control aspect to going number two on the toilet. Yes. That like it like feels like a loss of control, and it feels like I guess they're keeping control if they use a diaper. I don't get mm-hmm. it. I don't. Either. I'm not a psychologist. <laughs> I don't know, Doctor Betsy. You're not. <laughs> no, I just tell everyone to call me Doctor <laughs> Betsy. <laughs> I'm a doctor right. of Do- uh, Doc McStuffins. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a doctor of McStuffins. <laughs> hey, that's a real college formulated. <laughs> And certified by Nickelodeon. Okay. That's right. Don't you belittle. Don't you belittle Doc Miss Stuffin's certifications. Okay. <laughs> don't question her. She's Look, putting she in the provides, work. Yeah. She provides a service that no one else does. You know. Actually, that's not true. Remember when when we were kids, there were like doll hospitals and stuff. Do you remember? Oh, that? Yeah, there were. But yeah, no, no, definitely I like no one played with them though. I had a cabbage patch kid. I, I would, my parents would drive me to Cleveland, Georgia, which is where, because I don't know if you guys remember the cabbage patch kids. Oh, yeah, I remember. Oh, yes. It took the country by storm. It, it really <laughs> did. And it made that part of Georgia famous. And now when I drive through that part of Georgia, it's really sad because that Aww. building is abandoned now <gasps> and run over with ivy. And no. you can see the old cabbage patch uh, sign. But you know, when you, it's really sad because it that was it's really, it was like part of my my childhood. Like I would get excited if I got a good grade. I knew that we were going to take a drive out of the city up to Cleveland, and that I would go to the hospital. And you go in it. I think they <gasps> use like a old. Um, I think they were using like a old like senior residence place oh. or something. And they converted it to make it look like a hospital. And you literally walked in and you saw the little baby come out of the cabbage. And then the doctor goes and grabs it, which is really disturbing. (laughs) Tiffany. Yes. Neither of us grew up in Georgia. No. And I I don't know what you're describing. I love Cabbage Patch Kids. I definitely remember them very vividly. Um, May have had some relatives give me some off-brand ones, which I was not happy about. They Mm -hmm. all look fucking jacked uh that and off-brand pound puppies or the ones that your grandma made she's like yes make that cabbage patch kid you don't need one of those it was always someone some lady at their church makes these and they're horrible um but what you are describing sounds like a xavier what was his name xavier roberts Roberts. dr xavier roberts whose name a real doctor a real doctor signed on all of the Cabbage Patch Kids buttocks, I believe. Yes, he did. Yes. Yeah. So he was birthing 
Cabbage Patch Kids out of cabbages just live like a fucking show for children yeah. at a pretend they hospital? They had literal actors and nurses and everything. I'm assuming they were the employees that were like, you know, just boxing the dolls. But like it was a full production. It was a huge thing. No, those were out of work actors that were like, I finally got my SAG card. Right. <laughs> it was the 80s. And that means they like drove from wherever to live in little Cleveland, Georgia. Uh, That's right. But oh, my goodness. It was the best. Like. That sounds amazing. I'm jealous. I think I would have really loved that. That's what a show. It's like the American Girl Store doll, like restaurant and stuff before that was even a thing. Yes. That's when I realized that I was like a middle class, uh, 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 like a a kind of upper middle class black person in the city because none of my (laughs) other friends like knew what the hell I was talking about. Uh, Only my white friends knew about this. And. It does sound like a crazy dream you had. Yeah, it's, it's true. Like only like and, and like because my dad worked for banks, and I realized like only the other bankers, like kids, were like I was Knew like, this. oh, this is like a rich. Like, I was Tiffany, like, oh, was okay. was this like the factory where they made Cabbage Patch Kids? I'm assuming. You know, let's let me do my due diligence and go look. <laughs> this is fascinating. I, I had a. I had a former, so I teach improv comedy, Tiffany, and, oh, and so does Jessica, actually. Yes. Uh, I'm also on an improv team. Regular players. Yeah, regular players in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. <gasps> it's an it's a all POC improv team. And we travel all over the world. Wait, Tiffany, what's it called? Red Pill Players. Red Pill Players. We're the Red Pill Players. We oh. perform. I know we, play, we did San Francisco's Improv Festival last year. Yeah. Uh, we did... Pill. If Cincy, we do uh, the Black and Funny uh, Improv Festival in Minneapolis every year at Huge Theater. I'm from Minneapolis. Um, yeah, at Huge Theater. I love that one. Oh, we yes, Huge Theater is where my friends made that theater. Yes. Yes, so we perform. Well, check, ask them, be like, hey, do you know Tiffany? And they'll be like, oh, my God. I love her, especially Jill. Jill is Yay. my fan. Jill Ber- Bernhard. Jill Bernard is great. She's good people. She's a great person. I love her. <laughs> I, I've known her since I was a teenager, and she's uh, she's like the matriarch of the improv scene out in Minneapolis. And she's got some books, and she's just a very like loving, giving, kind person. When she told me that I was awesome and one of the greatest improvisers, she said, I was like, stop it. <laughs> I was like, stop. Oh, my goodness. Tell me more. Keep going. Look, keep going. Stop. I love her. Uh, but no, go ahead. You guys are saying you're improvisers. <laughs> yeah, what, we're just random ones. This is awesome. But go no, on. You're you're the the story. Story. I'm just a dumb no, one. You're no. the best. No, you're the best. Stop it. So one of my improv students... Um, uh, Damien, um, what you might know, uh, Jessica. Anyway, he used to work at Damien Bellino, I think is his name. He used to work at the American Girl doll, doll store and in like he worked in like their restaurants. And apparently he had to do all sorts of crazy shit there. I've never been there, but he would have to like, you know, uh, feed dolls like tea and stuff and like. <laughs> He would have to talk to the dolls and the children like they were, you know, like all customers. And I think he said also that like at some point he it was like some girls like everyone goes there for their birthdays, of course. So mm-hmm. he would 
And he would like have them like stand on a star. Now I'm starting to mix it up with some David Sedaris story. Like, <laughs> like stand on a star and like make a wish and like your oh, doll will. Lord. It was just like super crazy. And he would have to just go to work every day and just, you know, talk to dolls and. <laughs> As if being a waiter isn't already such like a <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Such a thankless job, and now you have to be like this nine-year-old. Yeah, like do dance, do this. Some rich kids, some rich yeah. kids, <laughs> flunky. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's because he had to like hold the doll's hand and like look into no. her eyes and tell her happy birthday or something. I don't know. So fucking crazy. Well, here, let me um. Let me Those American you. girl dolls are expensive, you guys. Yes. Yeah. I have three like, orders. And yes. <laughs> Do, Do they guys... want them? Do they want yes. those dolls? Oh, wow. Yes, they've all gone through that period. And I <gasps> literally every time spent hundreds of dollars. Oh, my God. You're Ooh. a great godmother. Oh. Tiffany every did. Time. Her like, I was like, to the point where my husband was like, you know, that comes out of your personal budget. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, that's your personal expense, money. I was like, you're right, you're right, you're right. He's like, because I feel like you didn't go shopping for them. I felt like you went shopping for yourself. I was like, <laughs> I was like, that's valid, that's valid, that's valid. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I had American Girl dolls. I had um, Kirsten, the blonde one who lived in the Minnesota like prairie, <laughs> like uh, oh, she was Lord. like a farm, like a little house on the prairie. Little house on the prairie. <laughs> Which was like huge growing up in, you know, the 80s in Minnesota because that was like the height of Little House on the Prairie, the TV show. Yeah. You were and like, that's me. Yeah. Yeah. That's me. I'm half pint. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and then I also had the Samantha doll who was like. From Sex in the City? Mm-hmm. She was like a really <laughs> slutty. <laughs> Wait, what, they had a Samantha? No. No. But can you imagine? Wait, 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 wait. I did not get that American Girl email update that said that they were doing a crossover. That would be amazing. I would have bought it. Sex in the City dolls. No one would buy Miranda. (laughs) Except my husband. Oh, that's so cool. That's his favorite. I mean, come on. I would have bought Charlotte. Oh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, isn't it really nobody would have bought Charlotte? No, people love a... Charlotte. Oh, yeah. She Men the love best. Charlotte. Clothes. Yeah, dude. She was always so ladylike. Yes. She's tame. Oh. Yeah. No, Miranda was always just kind of like, oh. Yeah. And, of course, my husband's like, I like that one. I'm like, all right, bro. Oh, Do my you. God. <laughs> there you go. There you go. My... Wait, he liked Miranda? Yeah, Girl, yes. And he also liked Jodie Foster. I'll give you a list, and you can tell me what you think is going in common. Jodie oh. Foster, Helen Hunt, and a little Miranda, Cynthia Nixon. These are his oh. people. Is Helen like, Hunt out? Is that what you're telling me? I don't know if she's out, but I'm just saying she gives a vibe and I love it. But these are all women that I'm like, this is these are the women you're going for. And then he married a five foot two Colombian woman. So there you go. Who knows? That makes sense. That's that like that that correlates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. The whitest women on the planet and then yeah. me. Yeah, because you're spicy, see? I you know. know what I'm saying? And it, it, it attracts. It attracts. And you, they, they're like moth to, first of all, I'm, I'm under the five five foot two team. So I you are? It. Oh, my God. Yeah, I love five, it. I'm five and a half. I, <gasps> but it literally for a while was all I talked about on stage was my height. 
Well, I'm 5'2 and 3'4, so. She towers over us. Betsy's way taller. And you claim that 3'4s because that's That's where your power lies, okay? (laughs) You know, that's funny, Jessica, because my husband also, he has a thing for, for years and years, I would notice anytime he would talk about someone who was attractive, he, he, they were always very, um, they did not seem heterosexual to me. Yes. Um, and, uh, so it was like, there was something kind of like little lesbian that he liked. And he also (laughs) would seem to be drawn to, um, like very statuesque, um, Mm. uh, like light black ladies with short hair, very specific. But every time, every time, uh. There would be someone fitting that description. He was just like, goo, goo, goo. Um, okay, okay, yeah. okay. I know to keep my clothes on when I'm around your oh. husband. But oh. yeah, no. I'm just joking. <laughs> to be statuesque at five, five Yeah, that's true. I am. I am. It's like a full, it's like, you know, it's a miniature doll statuesque. It's real nice. <laughs> you know what's weird? It's being short with long legs. Is that you? I have long legs, oh, but jealous. I have a tight, small torso. I am similar to that, Tiffany. Yeah, so it's like I have soccer. Like I played soccer in in high school in part. Mm-hmm. So like I have long legs. Like I'm great, but like it's all just like I just like no torso. So like I lost Same. all of my height in my torso. <laughs> like between but, my like ribs and my where my hip bone starts, it's like a, it's like one inch. It's like it's very small. <laughs> It's tight, yeah. but it makes for great abs when you don't have children. <laughs> oh, well, fuck. <laughs> Keyword. Keyword, no children. Two words, no children. Womp womp. Womp womp. Boy, well, here we go. Let me tell a little story about yeah, something go. that happened. What this happened? This was, um, I forget when this happened. It might have started at the start of quarantine. <laughs> um, So I'm not going to say which kid because it is embarrassing. So I'll just say one of my children, um, because uh, Tiffany, you told a story before the show started about a a similar topic, and um, she's not going to talk about it on the show because it's embarrassing, but it reminded me of my own story. Okay, so I forget how exactly it started, but one of my sons was complaining that his penis hurt, and he didn't know why, and I was like, well, let me take a look at it, and um, and it looked just like the, the top you know, the head of it was red and swollen. Oh. Um, and then the rest of it looked normal. But the top looked really swollen um, and painful. Mm. And uh, and so I was like, well, that's weird. I, I forget what we did at first. I might have, like, put desitin on it or something. Because mm. uh, I don't know about go-to. you. Yep, yep. desitin is the go-to. Yeah. Yep. We start, the- we're signing off. <laughs> Great, yes. I'm like the, the dad in big... Fat Greek wedding with Windex, except mm-hmm. it's desitin. <laughs> Put some tussin on it. There you go. Put some tussin on it. Um, so I think we put I put some desitin. So already it's like you know there gets to be an age where it's yeah. it's you start to feel like uncomfortable being yep. so up close with yeah. your kid. Like it's just like oh you're you're old enough that me being this like close mm-hmm. like me touching your butthole you know, or whatever, like right. to put desitin on it sometimes, like that's feels weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, every now and then you got to do stuff like that because you're you like the, the nurse of the house, right? Pretty much. 
You're Dr. Betsy. We already established. Go on. We have already established. I am Dr. Betsy Xavier Roberts. Okay. Um. So so it still hurts the next day, and he's really complaining that it really, really hurts. And so I take a really, like, close look. So first of all, right there, like, oh, my God, like, my nose is inches from my kid's <laughs> penis, which is so strange and uncomfortable. Um, when they're that, I'm right here you know, with you, Fran. I understand. Yes. yes. So um, but, but then I notice oh, yeah. that there's, like, um, like, a little piece of lint or something, and I go to pull it off, and it doesn't come off. And what <gasps> we realize is... And I guess this is fairly common. A piece of long hair has wrapped itself mm. around his penis, <gasps> just the head, to the point uh, where it is like super duper tight. I guess this happens with babies and toes. Yes, I've seen this before. This happened to my youngest. It does with his happen toe. with babies. A yes. piece yes. of hair got wrapped around it and it cut off the circulation. And when we pulled it off, it hit like. It had like almost cut itself into the skin, and it, yes. it was. Oh my gosh! I'm yes. so sorry. Oh yes, so that, but just the head of his penis, and uh, <clears throat> it, and so we were like, "Oh no! Like, what do we do?" And so I, so I was like, "How do I do this?" So like, anytime, and of course, it's sensitive. So like, anytime yes. I try to like pull the the mm-hmm. hair at all, he's like, Ugh! you know, and uh, and I was like, "What? How do I?" I can't I can't use scissors obviously. I can't cut this with scissors. I can't pull it off. Mm-mm. It seems to be knotted. He he kind of took a look at it and he was like I think it's knotted on there somehow. Um and uh <laughs> and I was like I think I got my seam ripper from my sewing <gasps> kit. And yeah and it t- Oh my gosh. <laughs> do you know what oh that God. is? Yes, Jessica. Yes, Jessica, I do. do. You know okay. I do. Even though I it's don't have a little hooky thing it's with a, hook. a little red dot on it. Yes, it's a little hooky thing, a little hook with a red dot on it. And I was like, well, maybe I can slide the red dot part that doesn't have a sharp part, like somehow under it. No, none of this. And also, the moment he saw that, he was like, get that away from my penis. <laughs> Fair. So we had to. Um, so so then I, so then we were like, um, why don't you try to take a like a warm bath? Maybe if we take a warm bath, that will help. And oh, that's smart. Yeah, yeah to loosen it up or something. Yes. Yeah, loosen it up. And I was like, why don't you do that? Maybe put some soap on there. See if that maybe makes it kind of slip off or something. Uh, none of that. None of that happened. Still in pain. Uh, so sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then uh, I like looked it up on online. I like called I like called the pediatrician. Yeah, I looked it up online, and they were like, "Buy Nair and <gasps> put it." In there. No, 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 no. Did you do that? Yeah, we did it. <gasps> so we bought. So he bought the like sensitive bikini area. <laughs> because that felt appropriate no um, no this yes. is awful this is awful go on also go on. like the doctor when we talked to the nurse on call while i was waiting for ari to come back from the store with nair because that's what they said on the internet to do and you know like when you're waiting for the doctor you're just like fine i'll just do anything um to like call you back so so he's at the store he's getting they call and, and I, I feel like the nurse on call was like i don't know like she seemed like <laughs> <laughs> she just wasn't sure 
yeah, she like was very ill-equipped, it seemed, to deal with this part. She was like, well, maybe he has to come into the office. And I was like, that's the... So, well, I can't bring him in until tomorrow. Maybe you got to go to the emergency room. And I was like, mm-hmm. really? Come on. Yeah, come on. I'm not going to take him to the, I mean, I mean, if we have to. But I don't want to. I don't want, yeah. Because yeah. you don't want to fuck around. And it's the pandemic, too. So you don't want to take him. And if you, you don't, know, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you want to avoid, avoid any exposure yeah. if possible. Exactly. Right. Let's not take a trip to COVID <laughs> City just to get the, get the hair off your dick. So the fact that you use that makes me feel so much better because that's my short term word for <laughs> any medical place now. It's COVID City. COVID like City. <laughs> my mom was like, take them to the hospital. I was like, I'm going to COVID City. And she was like, that's inappropriate. I was like, well, it's a harbinger. I was like, well, it's already a dirty place before that. Okay, Rona Town. Is that better? I like Rona Ronaville. Town. <laughs> I like Rona Town. I like Rona Town too. I like Rona Town. Ronaville works too because it yeah. gives you that Jimmy Buffett, you know, <laughs> that vibe, that laid you know, back Rona like a vibe. Song might kick off. You know what I mean? Oh my God, wasting away. <laughs> oh no, in Ronaville. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> Truly. We're yes. wasting away. And it's valid because you do waste away when I you're know. on a ventilator. Oh, that was. As a comedian, I want to say I'm sorry for that joke. If this was a visual meeting, medium, I would want to pull my shirt away from my neck and go. As, look, as a person who tells jokes, I'm going to say that that was below the belt, but appropriate. Well, what could you do? It's not your fault. It's Jimmy Buffett's fault. He wrote the song. Yeah. yeah. This is about and Jimmy it's Buffett. the president's fault we haven't had a quick response to <laughs> to the That's pandemic. Right. That's right. So we hey. can't be held accountable. We are just I can't. We can't. No, we, can't. we just are trying to name things. That's okay. right. That's what we do. That's right. So you're in Ronaville, <laughs> trying to make sense of this world that we live in currently, and Ronaville's where we're at. So my husband gets this sensitive bikini area nair, oh. and we and we do it. We put it on his oh dick, no, and no. Uh, and yeah, and uh, just like with a Q-tip, and just kind of pray that it will. My work labia and... lips just burned for him. <laughs> does it? Does it burn? I don't even know. I don't know. I've never used nair because I, I used nair once on my arms in high school, and that was painful. Really? Yeah. Like, I'm sensitive to chemicals, and so that process was like, I would never put it it down there. No, ever. I think I only used Nair once or twice when I was in high school, and it just didn't, it just didn't work. It it like yeah. killed it like melted off like half the hair and then it just and then you fun. were left with like a ball of stuff and you had to like rub that really hard yeah <laughs> yeah <or> just <laughs> either all or nothing but like not like weird like part part of no. like melted hair so anyway so we do it and we like leave it on for however you know the maximum that they say it which i think is like seven minutes and, and this poor kid is just waiting we wash it off we see if it comes off it doesn't oh my no. god we have to do it a second no. time Stop. yeah which i don't think you're supposed mm. to do but no, we fucking did it anyway uh, he'll probably have a deformed penis now. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, but it did come <laughs> off the second time. Oh, good. Thank this, God. This, like, 
hair uh, finally came off, which I, so I guess maybe that's everything I looked up online on Dr. Google <laughs> said that, <laughs> um, said that uh, just to use Nair. But yeah, so it was, um, that was a really, my poor kid. He was in so much pain. Oh, uh, poor baby. And uh, and I and I think it was like a few days before we really realized what was Happening. going on. Oh man, oh, yes. man, that's rough. And it's also kind of rough when, I mean, I think you y'all did a great job, but I think it's hard when parents kind of self remedy, home remedy. Yeah. My yeah. parents did that to me. Not the same thing. But I had no. You never had hair wrapped around your penis. Around my penis, no, not yet. But it could still happen. Um, I had a planner's wart <laughs> on my bottom of my foot, mm-hmm. and they were like, called the doctor. The doctor was like, "Well, we could freeze it off, and it's going to cost us money." And my parents were like, "Yeah, we're not going to do that." So they just held me down on the couch, and then my mom got a straight razor blade and cut it off. <laughs> oh, sounds my- like mama. <laughs> my god it sounds like my mom i'm pretty right? sure the same thing happened we have the same mom and it never came back but i'll tell you right now nope. i'll never forget it was it was awful but was my like- mom followed it with some betadine and this weird looking stuff that was like a i think it was silver liquid silver or something Ooh. Ooh. that was in this bottle and it had a thing and she did what your mom did and she shaved it with the razor first and oh, then yeah, she came behind it. Mm, oh. Then she came behind it with this silver, no. this liquid silver nitrate stuff. And then betadine. When I said that, that burned like a... <laughs> she basically burned your foot off. I mean, she burned it. Pretty so- much. Ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh, it never come back. It can no, never, it never came, came back. <laughs> never came back. Oh, my God. Old never. West surgery came up in an episode recently. And I feel like that is what we were. This is it right here right. As, again. Hey. Or like I imagine that you're in a submarine or like in a like, and you're in the kitchen. Like that's where they do the surgery. Apparently, yes. here you go, you guys. But let's think about this, right? I'm a black prepper. I feel like these are the times we need to be. We need to be embracing these techniques <laughs> and preparing ourselves because who knows what's gonna happen after this. In case it gets like hand, like really handmaid's tale, and you know, it, yeah. Hey. I'm bulk stocking plan B as we speak. Come holler at me, you guys, if you need it. Oh, I will. That's <laughs> that's that's smart. That's it really is smart. smart. You're a black prepper. Is that yes. because you're black or are you prepping for something that is specifically black related? It's a it's a combination. It's because I'm black and because some of the things that I'm prepping are strategically for black people. So Got like it. a bulk stocking, coconut oil and shea butter. <laughs> Because no one wants to be ashy during the apocalypse. It's just not. It's not a good look. Uh, I'm also bulk stocking like grape soda. Why? Because when the end of the world happens, there only be two types of people that survive: black people, because we survive everything. Obviously. Obviously, agreed. And rednecks, because they have all the pickup trucks and guns. And if there's anything we agree on, it's grape soda. It's delicious. So that's my bargaining tool. You can borrow that later. So smart. I'm a bit of a prepper, too. Betsy, more of a bit. Tell her the truth. More than a bit. Hey, I have a survival. I literally have a list of who's on the survival team. Like, this is not a joke. I'm... I'm writing a whole sick. Who made the team? It and everything. 
her Facebook made the team. It's the You'll first it, person on your list of friends. My is the one. First, no, no, that's no. not. No. Yeah. I'm strategic with it. Like, Go on. Yeah. I got a couple of doctors that I know are good with sutures. I got like security people, people I know that are good with guns. Like, this is very smart. Yeah, I never. You, you have to be. You should be prepared. Hey. I know a lot of people. I should make a list of strategic people. This is very you smart. Should. And then have them and let them know. Like, send them a little email. Be like, hey, this is not a joke. I just want you to know. If for any reason when the apocalypse pops, yeah. you have a place on our team if you so choose to to, to use it. Jessica, do you, does Desmond need to talk to you? <laughs> He's leaving. I think so. <laughs> Yeah, I just had to come out. What happened is my apparently my husband's like, you have to read whatever your computer because that's the problem why it's not connecting to all the Internet in the other rooms. So I had to Mm -hmm. come out and take over the living room, which means I had to kick my kids into the back and they keep coming out. And he just came out and started playing with Legos. It's the loudest thing possible. (laughs) And then my husband's like, let's go in the back. And he's just screaming now like, I want mama and I hate you and doing the whole thing. (laughs) And my husband is very smartly bought ear. Um. What they call earplugs for himself. So when my kids start freaking out, he puts them in and then he picks them up. So when they scream, because especially my little one thinks that that's like his superpower. We call him Banshee. He'll scream (laughs) right in your face and it's horrifying. And so my husband just puts them in and he, my husband will say, you're trying to hurt me. You cannot hurt me. You cannot hurt me. And he'll keep screaming. And then eventually he gives up. Nice. (laughs) That's smart. So there's a parent, a dad hack for you. There you go. (gasps) Dad hack. Dad, Dad hack. Dad hack. Put in some earplugs if your kid's trying to scream you into submission. That's a good one. So you know Mindy Kaling. She was on The Office. She is from The Mindy Project. She's an actor. She's a comedian. She's hilarious. And she's also a best-selling author. She's actually had two best-selling memoirs all about her sort of awkward coming of age. Well, now Mindy Kaling is a mom, and she has written a new short story collection called Nothing Like I Imagined. It's all about how she's juggling the demands of her career with the demands of new motherhood. She's sharing the ups and downs of being her own husband. It's six hilarious short audio stories from Amazon Original Stories, and they're all written and narrated by Mindy. You can listen on the go because it's available in audio and ebook format. And this is very exciting. If you are an Amazon Prime member, you can listen and you can read for free. So download it today at Amazon.com slash Mindy Stories. That's Amazon.com slash Mindy Stories. And check out Nothing Like I Imagined. All right, Jessica, what's broken you? I mean that I feel like um, with that have the have I just had what? a malfunction. My whole body just like ro- if I was like a robot, I just like short circuited. You short you step for life. Did you your program? Yes, your program clicked up. My my program shut down, but it's <laughs> it's back. <laughs> Um, question question <laughs> save me save what? me can you hear me, please. me reprogramming please <laughs> I'm sending bottles with little messages in them I'm just rolling them down my street because I don't live near any waterways mm-hmm. ah, sad um, no what broke me I have to say recently was just like 
of course, the pandemic. But in California, we've also had fires, you know, just added on, added on. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that week of everything looking like it was, it felt like it was Mars. four people. Yes. Yeah. yes. It was like Mars. The it sky was, like was orange. There was yes. dust and everything. Yes. You couldn't go outside. It felt like double quarantine. So not only can yeah. you not go anywhere, you can't even leave your house. And so I was like, oh, oh. like, and I feel like I could feel myself just like not being like i kept being like i have to take another nap i'm not tired mm. like what am i doing it's obviously depression obviously um, <laughs> obviously and i just feel like it made my parenting so good oh, yeah. so cut to just me i do a lot of help with my son my older son is at his school and <laughs> i guess it's it's more of like i don't know how funny it is but it's kind of just sad of and I'm sure you've been there, where your your worst qualities are reflected immediately back in your children. Mm. <laughs> and I find that keeps happening when I'm not doing well at being a teacher schooling my oldest son. Like, <laughs> I get really chippy sometimes, and I'm just chippy? like... Chippy? Snippy? Snippy and chippy. Or chipper. Both. Yeah. You're both snippy and chipper, which is like... <laughs> so you're like very... Uh, it's like, oh, is that right? <laughs> mm-hmm. I wish I was like, that's it's even a more passive aggressive. It's a yeah. tad of douche with yes. just a smidge of bitch that comes right up underneath it. Smidge of Tiffany, bitch. Tiffany, that is it. I know, I know how to do it. I'm I'm the queen yeah. of the queen. Smidge that, of bitch. That's exactly what it is. It's not, a smidge. Not full bitch. It's just a smidge of it. It's like a taste. It's passive aggressive. Yep. But it's also mean. I had that. It's a smidge of the bitch that is what I and then I get it back mm-hmm. and I'm like oh no oh no I sound like that like I oh, yeah. we like, we're, oh, like yeah. it, it's also that learning thing of like I just was I was just a really easy child my parents should be like I know happy, we, happy. because I feel like <laughs> and they are yeah. they know it but like you know people are like I'm a parent now and I just feel so bad I was so bad to my parents and I'm like as a parent now I'm like my parents should have been like praise on high because this kid is awesome. <laughs> she does her homework. She, I don't have to bug her. She just sits down and does it. No one has to sit by me. I don't take a short route out. I do, I, you know, I, I stay in my own room and entertain myself with musicals for hours. I mean, I was a dream. <laughs> Dude, I'm right there with you. Like, I realized how awesome my mom had it. Yeah, right? Uh-oh. To my crazy mom's credit, she would actually just say that out loud to me all the time. She'd be like, I don't know what I did, but you are such an easy kid. (laughs) Yo. That's awesome. Like, I, but, you know, our relationship was so weird. Like, she would, she would make strange choices and I would be like, well, here's something that makes more sense. Here's common (laughs) sense. And she would be like, okay, you were the parent. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Highlight. Yes. Yeah. So I just feel like it's been that thing of me helping him, especially when he has to read something. He wants to read the shortest thing, the easiest thing where I'm like, this is too easy for you. And then it's just a push pull. And then I get into my, like, we were just talking about my mode. And I'll just say things that I hear myself. I'm like, what are you saying? I'll be like, I guess you could read that. I mean, if you want to not try, what is wrong with you? And then he'll be like, did you do it? Can you erase it? 
like stuff like that. Like me, like, can you do it? And then he'll look at me, he'll go, I said I was like scream at me. And I just catch myself and I'm like, oh yeah, he's giving me exactly what I'm giving him. Mm-hmm. But then I switch out of it like he's crazy, like I gaslight him and I'll be like, <laughs> oh, no. I'll be like, oh, excuse me. I'm not talking to you like that. Meanwhile, I'm like, yes, you just were. It's horrible. It's abusive. It is not my best thing. I guess it should be like why my children drink story because I'm the bad person in this story. Um, but the I'm like. pandemic does not bring the best out in oh. everyone. It certainly you know, does like, not bring the best out in me. What I no. love in this story is yes. As a person who is very in touch with their spirituality and done been doing a lot of shadow work during the pandemic, I wanna I wanna applaud you, okay? Mm. Because you identified where your weak spots are mm-hmm. and accepted yourself for who you are. And that is the first step in recovery of being an awesome parent. Keep on working. He'll love you later. <laughs> Tiffany, yes. thank you. You're welcome. I, I need that because I feel like it's it's like I know it's wrong and like sometimes I can stop it. But then sometimes I'm like, I it's like I see it's like I see the pothole and I should stop, but I walk right into it and then yeah. I see it. And sometimes I stop. I start walking around it. But then last minute I jump right into that pothole. Again. <laughs> it's like I can't quite walk by it. Like I, I'm not there yet. Like I see it coming. I should get up and take a walk. Nope, I won't. Because I'm like, we're going to barrel through this. We'll get it done because you want to be done with it. We're a team. But my way of getting it done for him is me being horrible. <laughs> me being but like, here's the thing, right? Let's yeah. really look at what's going on. Okay. Like, we're in a historical event. Yes. Mm-hmm. With tons and tons of stress. And mm-hmm. our parents didn't have it this hard. Oh, no. When they, like, kids nowadays have way far more responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Far True. more work. Uh, and with technology, you never really get off time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I agree. How old is your oldest again? He's how oh, he's oldest? he's almost eight, so he's in second grade. And yeah, and they bombard yeah. them on homework nowadays. Like, and if you're a volunteering mom, so you're one of those awesome moms. I, I quit volunteering when the <laughs> oldest turned. <laughs> Like when he told me I couldn't come anymore, and then my youngest was just like, I'm, "He's so smart. He's like, I'm good. I don't need you." I was like, "How cold. old was he, Tiffany, when your son was like, please don't come to school anymore?" How old? Kindergarten. What? That's not what I expected. My set, my now second grader. He, yeah, he's now in the second grade. He's a genius, and he doesn't. He's very independent. He's an Aquarius. He's smart. Well, he's I love just. It. He's on his own. He he is his own vibe. He doesn't yeah. need you as an he doesn't need adults. Like he's like That's amazing. That's cool. Like he's like, yeah, whatever. You you yeah. I, I, love got, that. I I turned in my homework. I've done my homework. Oh I have my good god, grades. that's a dream. And he wow. loves to read. He's a reader. He's an avid reader. Oh, I love that. Uh, so yeah, he doesn't want you to come and do the things. <laughs> Tiffany, I, Tiffany, help me. I have three Scorpios. All my my husband's oh, Scorpio, and both my boys are Scorpios. <laughs> Scorpios, what? I mean, what more? Three I'm of sorry. them. Three. Why do you keep on having sex at the same time with Tiffany? Her mother was an IVF. Her both of her boys were born on the same, the same day. Are you serious? Isn't that crazy? November thirteenth, four years apart, exactly. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> Jessica, I get it. Like as a fellow <laughs> perfectionist and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to say I, I can speak for myself that I am pretty intense, uh, that, that like, you know, when it comes to stuff like this, my sort of workaround is like, we'll just fucking do it. Yes. Like, and also yes. like, don't do a shitty job because yes. you would bother doing a shitty job if you could yeah. just yes. do a good job. Exactly. I don't get it. Yeah. Yes. So it's really hard to like be sensitive when they're like, I just want to do a, a shitty sloppy job and yes. get through and not. Yes. And then like I can be on an iPad and uh, yeah, it just doesn't jive with my Mm-mm. my whole no, world yeah because we were raised to have like the projects that were like the best project yes <laughs> yes have pride in your work yes. like and kids nowadays are like uh-uh. mm. yeah just get her done no one cares no one yes. notices anyway so why should i bother like yes yeah. And then I feel like, what did I do? Where did I mess up? Because yeah. I didn't raise you that way, but apparently I did. I don't know. I feel like it's a, and then you just get in that circle. I'm like, oh, and then I get the smidge of the bitch. <laughs> and I had to say probably more than a smidge. Like a teaspoon still like adds the flavor, but it's not like overpower. It's not like a whole tablespoon. It's not a bitch. whole tablespoon. All right. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm definitely giving a teaspoon then. Yeah. Tiffany, tell us what has broken you. Uh, oh, <laughs> we got time. I mean, you know, I've got time to hear. So I'm gonna be honest. What yeah. broke me? I can't do the original thing that broke me. I'm not allowed to discuss. Right. Uh, I'm. A, you know what? What broke me uh, was our youngest. Uh, he. I don't. He never talked until he was three and a half. Wow. Oh, wow. And so he was, uh, so first he was fine. He was developing great. Uh, Then he got his shots at like 12 months. Mm -hmm. And he went from being an active, social, yappity-yappy baby to no talking. So, you know, naturally as a parent, you you automatically start freaking out. You start doing research, blah, blah, blah. So we did all the things, all the tests, left and right, uh, trying to figure out what was going on because he'd gone from like, you know, interacting to not really talking or interact. No, he would do no speech. Okay. But he would point at everything and want you to say the words. Hmm. So I was like, okay, he's cataloging. So over time, so this goes on for like two whole years. We've done everything. We take him to a speech therapist. Uh, We do all of these things uh, continuously. And he never talks. We um, put him at uh, this really good, kind of like a Montessori school Mm -hmm. and paid a lot (laughs) for (laughs) half a day. You know, because, you know, they don't even go a full day. They only go from nine to one, but I felt like one day cost like four days worth of tuition. <laughs> Tiffany, yeah. he he wasn't so he was a, he was essentially uh, like mute, but was he responsive? But like, he was responsive. He would he interact with you. Oh yeah, he was. He would do all of these things. So would he like grunt and make noises? He would. Yeah, he would do some noises. 
sometimes it just depended it just yeah. it just yeah. it, it was not consistent so you know our we went through all of the things we were he was autistic we didn't know what was you know we tried to get but they did the test and they were like no he's not that's not what it is they were like he keeps eye contact he's doing all those things he's just not talking we were like yeah okay, this is crazy so what and i would say it broke both of us mm. <laughs> but but for uh, the moment of of total breaking where i like gave in was so my husband was like i'm not selling for this i don't believe this he literally <laughs> sat at the table like and i i'm like yeah i was like i don't know if this is chocolate used to know. but my husband was like i i know he can talk he was like i know he because he said one night he swore to god he was like i swear to god while you were out of town i think i heard him in his bedroom talking to myself oh, what and i was like Huh? He was like, I was like, he can't talk. He was like, I don't care what you say. Right. I'm a hundred percent sure. Wow. That I heard him in his room in the middle of the night Whoa. talking to himself. And oh, I was talking like, in his sleep. My kids talk in their sleep all the time. Yes, I was gonna say very possible. Yeah, I was like, so I was like, are you sure? He was like, I'm positive. I'm positive. And so that night at the dinner table. He was like, he would like point and do the things. And my husband was like, just say yes uh, to respond to us. And Ethan would not. And he was like, you cannot leave the table until you say yes. And Ethan was just yeah. like. Here we go. It was like, I was like, I, and I said, I was like, babe, this is not okay. He was like, no, I know he can talk. I know he can talk. So he's doing this for like, he's like sitting there. From six to at least nine, nine thirty. Whoa! And he's sitting in the chair, and he won't let him like he's talking. He's like, just say yes, just say yes, just say yes. And finally, out of nowhere, Ethan turns, looks at him, and screams, "Yes!" Wow! Gets out of the toddler chair and walks away and goes upstairs. Wow! And then the next day is talking. Full on sentences. Oh yeah, what? Like a cork. That and a was pearl. the moment that broke me because I was like, "This little." <laughs> yeah, he's powerful. He knows his power and he knows his control. Like he's I like, like the fact that he would go that long without yeah. talking. Do you wow. think it was about power and control, Tiffany? A hundred percent. Oh my god. A hundred percent. Because he had his dad wrapped around. Yes. My husband is the. I love him. But he is the he's the weakest link. Like the kids know. Um, I'm not gonna speak for Jessica, but I'm just gonna say that I think we all understand. Oh yeah, you know I was gonna saying? say they just... know they yeah. know that they can manipulate him the easiest. Yes. They know that he'll like and he'll do whatever they want him to do. Like he's like so. Same here. Same over here. I just think like Ethan figured out, oh, he's not going to let me off of this one. So I got to go ahead and just yell at him <laughs> and then walk away. Wow. But like that, to think that he held that for two years because he knew that that my husband would do whatever because my husband would just appease him. So like if he wouldn't speak, he would just give him all the things to right. satisfy him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. as a king, you're like, I'm going to take away my meal ticket? No way. <laughs> yeah, why would I do that? Mm -hmm. 
So Ethan's like a genius. He is. He he's he's he is definitely a genius. He's oh, definitely like that is what he's a getting tested. St- We're testing him next year. Wow, like that's, that's like um. Well, you know, I think Albert Einstein didn't speak for the first. Oh, yeah. A lot of really, right, highly intelligent people don't speak until they're ready. And then they just start speaking full sentences. That happens a lot. Yeah. And when I say, like, the next day was, like, a full conversation. Yeah. Because he was ready. Or any words. (laughs) Like, the next day he was like, yeah, blue, and I want this, this, this. And then I. Wow. I was just looking like, I was like, dude, we were just, we were getting played this whole time. Even yeah. my parents were worried. Like my mom was so happy when she found out he was talking Yeah, because everybody in the family just thought that he was not going to talk ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone was going on Dr. Google being like, something is wrong. Yes. Yeah. And everyone. Like we all, and like everybody in my family are, are medical, <laughs> like they're either doctors. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's a doctor. So, wow! You know they're all diagnosing and da 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 da. No, nope. I do think he there's played. something interesting where we're at right now with 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 like speech and like medical stuff, like uh, you know percentile uh, mm-hmm. of height and weight and stuff. And we're always kind of working like towards what, like the average or the mean. But yep, like it's. I think a lot gets lost in there, and and agreed we forget that like every kid is different and does things on their own time. And it doesn't always mean that there's something wrong. It just means that's what they're doing. Exactly. Exactly. And and for me, like, because to me, and that was the biggest thing the whole time that it was going on. I was very, uh, back then I was a pediatric nurse. Um, Oh, wow. And so I was used to being around other people's kids and watching them developmentally develop. Right. And yeah. watching them go through those milestones. And I'm like, I'm checking off all of these milestones in my head. Right. But like the, the things that I know that make, you know, uh, de- delayed development, mm-hmm. he wasn't displaying. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I would kept on saying. I was like, I feel like all he's doing is cataloging words for whenever he decides to talk. Yeah. Yeah. When you and said that, was, that, I was like, yeah, he's cataloging. What you, exactly. You were exactly was, right. And that was all he was doing that whole time because yeah. after that, he talked all the time and he was an early reader. Yeah. He already knew how to read. So that was the other thing that we found out. Wait, what? Because he, he started talking. Knew how to read? So once he started talking, that's when we found out he knew how to read because he would, <laughs> he would say things that were obviously words. And we'd be like, wait, you can read that? Oh, that's so funny. Wow, kid, yeah. that's incredible. That he was the one that broke me. That's when I was like, mm, this parenting thing is. <laughs> yeah, right? Because it's, um, Betsy talks about this. She, her oldest son is gifted as well. And it's like, um, you. I think it's true, Betsy. You always say like uh, society or school, wherever we prepare for our kids to be in the meeting, like most of our children are, or even we've gotten better at preparing for kids that may be a little slower. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't prepare if your kid is very advanced. No. Right, exactly. like 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 your oldest son or your son, Tiffany. Where it's like, so parenting that kind of child is has all kinds of uh, hurdles, and you like you have to do so. You have to do so much work in order for him to be challenged and interested. Exactly, and, and yeah, especially for him, I would say 
Um, he loves to excel, and if he gets a bad grade, mm. he's very upset. Yeah. Um, which is not normal for most, you know. No, what we're just talking just, about, yeah. Second graders, you know. What I'm yeah, saying? second graders generally really like care. whatever. It's fine. No, yeah. He if he gets a bad grade, like you know it. Wow. <laughs> and he'll oh, man, punish himself. He'll punish oh, himself no. before you even get to do it. So oh. it does. It, I don't even want to do it. Like no. I'm trying to talk him off the ledge. I'm like, no, it's okay. It's like yeah. we're allowed to make mistakes. Sometimes we won't get a 100 that's okay like a 100 it's not yeah it's hard when they're super smart like that too because they're they think like well i should there's something wrong with me if i'm not good at this um and so like i should get this and so i'm like extra super bad because i'm not if that makes yeah no totally and i i'm always reminding him that no one is perfect perfection doesn't exist Mm -hmm. yeah Um, i'm with you I'm always trying to tell him that perfection doesn't exist and that it's okay. I think that we've made, I always tell him, because this is how my life is, that failure leads to success. Amen. It's yeah. okay yes. to fail. It's you okay have to, to fail. fail. You have That's the only way yeah. you're going to learn in life that's is right. sometimes you have to fail. You have if, to fail and be comfortable and accepting of the feeling of failure exactly. so yes. that you can learn from it and then try again. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, as actors, you know, we get rejected on a regular. Yeah, all the time. Basis. So, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, I have the toughest skin. I'm like, of course I'm awesome. You just don't see it yet. Right. It's not my fault. You can't see awesomeness when you see it in front yeah. of you. you it's know? good. In some of, I know in our kids' school, um, they call it a growth mindset, which essentially is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they talk about it in your kids' schools at all, but uh, if anyone listening, if that strikes a, if that like sparks um, you know, a memory of something you've you've overheard your kids learning, that's what I think that is is learning how to embrace failure as a means for a positive. Uh, I love that a growth mindset. Perfect. Yeah, I like to call it a manifestation, but we do same thing. We could do that. Yeah. manifestation yeah 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 i always like to remind him that you know you can manifest whatever it is that you want and even if you fail you're still going to succeed because you've claimed it but you have to you you have to use the lessons mm. from your errors to make right. it better the next time mm. Mm, and i, like I try that. to like remind him that over and over again and i'm big on teaching them asset-based thinking so that's like we don't say negative things about ourselves. Yeah. We don't, we yep. don't use any debt-based words um, or anything that like brings us down or says negative things about ourselves. That's what so important. I agree with that. And I think especially when you have someone that's a perfectionist, like your youngest son, that's so important because it's so easy to go it. right to that thing of like, I'm bad or this is bad. It's like, no. Exactly. Right? And you're like, yeah. no, you're perfect the way you are. You are, you are who you are that's and your right. uniqueness is your perfection. And don't ever forget that. Yeah. Like, that's what makes you, you. Yeah. And you know, some days we have a bad day. That's right. That's right. <laughs> like, I was like, look at mommy. I was like, people say no to mommy all the time. Okay. Yeah, and the difference between, like, successful people and not successful people are, I think, how you react to it and how you use Mm -hmm. that that Mm -hmm. failure and that um, rejection. 
Yeah, you I just really think into a ball, and you're like, "Yep, I am awful, and I won't ever take risks or try anything." Then, like, yeah. you're not going to get much done. Exactly. Yeah. I I think like for my kids, uh, I know they. I know my oldest said to me there was the fact that, especially when I started doing stand up, um, because I I I kind of got into it later on in life after. Like I fell into it after they start growing up, oh, but he said, cool. right. And that's what he said. He was like, you inspired me to live Aww. my dreams every day. He was like, because you actually, he was like, you still do regular things, but you had, you've always had these dreams and you never stopped going for them. Oh, He's like, and that. you don't, you know, it, it may really made me feel good. Cause he, the fact that he notices is it sees it, but he was like, yeah. you don't take no for an answer. An answer, and you keep on going. He was like, and you figured out, okay, I don't see what I want out into this reality. I'm going to write it. I'm going to make it for myself. That's awesome. You're setting such an amazing example for him to see that so clearly. Yes. And, like, re- really, truly recognize it. I think about that stuff all the time. I'm like, oh, I probably should, like, you know, go back to school and <laughs> do some self-improvement. But so... And that was another thing that we talked about lately. It's like, you know, because he's my oldest is going to have to go to college year after next. And we talked about uh, gap years Hmm. and we talked about maybe not college. (laughs) We talked like, you know, we talked about all the different things. I was like, you know, I want to treat you differently than my parents treated me. I want you to do what it is you want to (laughs) do. Like. I don't yeah. want to push on you my dreams. That's Tiffany, right. your parents, uh, for you when you were that age, were your parents like, you're obviously going to college. There's no question about it. You're going after you graduate. Is that kind of how it was? Uh, most definitely. Yeah. Like, that wasn't the... One, I was like, like Jessica, I was a great kid. Like, yeah. my, my mom didn't have to... I was, uh, I wouldn't say I was a great kid. I was smart. Let me stop. Let me take that back. I was smart and manipulative and conniving. <laughs> and nobody knew it yeah. to this day. <laughs> They'd probably be like, what? She did all that. Um, but I'm a cancer. So mm. people think I'm a sweetheart. Oh. Uh, but I'm a Gemini moon. So, <laughs> Tiffany, tell everybody what uh where can they find you online what can they check out what do you have to promote please tell the people awesome uh you can check me at on instagram twitter at the real tiffany ba uh i am doing flappers comedy online tomorrow night actually i think but that might and i think i have another one later on What'd you say? <laughs> Unfortunately, that will be in the past, but Flappers is awesome. Yeah. And they have shows online, and I love that space, and they have good food. Go on. Yeah, I love it. I, you know, it would have been great had I physically been able to be there, but it, it's cool. <laughs> also, uh, I think I have a few more Zoom shows that will be advertised also on my um, my Instagram and the socials. Um, and I'm just working on keeping on bringing great content and, um, trying to write a couple of sitcoms maybe so I can come out you guys with. Yes. That's what I'm working on. 
Uh, Jessica, you got anything to promote? Tell everyone. Yes, I'll go. Uh, uh, yes, uh, my husband and I do a podcast called "Last One to the Party" that I think is really fun and funny, and you can find that wherever you find podcasts. Oh, um, I forgot my podcast. <laughs> no, go, Tiffany. What's your podcast? Oh yeah, uh, two chicks from Zone Six. Uh, it's a podcast with me and another fellow comedian from Decatur. And we just basically rant of our point of view of being African-American females during the, the, the 2020 right now. It's, love it. It's been a hard time. Yeah. I think I that would it. appeal to a lot of people who listen. Um, yes. We basically just give you guys mantras. I, I read an astrology report and tell you what's going on in the sky. And I do a card read for you and try to keep us motivated i mean love uh, it I'm and listen. just discuss all the foods that we miss and and we discuss karen's a lot <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna listen i'm listening yeah, yeah. say the Thank name you. of it one more time tiffany the chicks from zone six <laughs> the chicks, chicks from, from zone, zone six ah. that's decatur where it's greater for all of those that need to know in atlanta <laughs> or around the world tiffany uh, tiffany you are doing such an amazing job you're, Thank you. you're an amazing parent. You're mm-hmm. an amazing person all around. And I'm I've, I'm so happy that you came and talked with us today. Thank you. Yeah, me too. I can't. Thank you for amazing. having me. I'm so happy. My pleasure. Jessica, you're doing a great job. <laughs> and Betsy, you. you're doing a great job. You were not afraid to go out and put some nair on a baby penis. And I say, you did it and you got that hair off. Thanks. Killing it, Mama. You're killing it. Burn down the foreskin. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just seemed really easy. It wasn't your fault. No. Uh, well, everyone listening, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, check out our new Patreon. And uh, hey, you are doing a great job. My mommy drinks. Hi, I'm Michelle Veray. And I'm Kimberly Trung, and we are the host of Crush Fictionally, a podcast all about your favorite fictional characters from movies, TV shows, and more. Each episode, we pick a theme, curate a list of characters that we love, why we love them, and some fun facts about the people who created them. So if you've ever felt a true connection with a fictional character, tune in to Crush Fictionally on Campfire Media or wherever you find your podcast. Campfire.